Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, ninth, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the PrepWell podcast. Today, I'd like to talk about how much input, or how little input, parents might want to have in their child's college admissions journey. What should their strategy be? How much should they get involved? When should they get involved? When should they back off? In other words, how to thread that needle to make sure that your child and you have a positive and productive experience. And of course, there is no right or wrong answer here. Every child and parent and child-parent relationship is unique. There is no one-size-fits-all answer here. Instead, I will lay out three strategies that you as a parent might consider when dealing with this important period of time in your teen's life. And hopefully, by the end of the show, you will have gained some insights that will help you and your family out. We'll start out with the extreme strategies, meaning parents who provide a ton of input and direction and those who provide little to no direction. And then we'll explore the middle of the road case where parents provide a measured level of support. Not too much, not too little, the Goldilocks strategy. My goal is to get you thinking about which strategy to take with your child when it comes to college admissions. Does this experience become a noose around your neck that you can't wait to remove? Is it something that you wash your hands of and let your child figure it out on their own? Or can it become a productive rite of passage between parent and child, where you learn about your child's strengths and weaknesses and goals and worries and everything in between? I will draw on my years of experience as a private college counselor who often plays the role of go-between or mediator between parents and their children, as well as my personal experiences with my own children as they work through this process. Let's start with strategy number one, the overlord parent. That is, the super-involved parent that takes almost complete control of the process. Now, let's first address the elephant in the room, the Varsity Blues scandal. What happened with the parents in the Varsity Blues fiasco is so over the top that I won't even spend much time here addressing it. And though the parents symbolize in dramatic fashion the pressure that many parents feel to help their children get into the, quote, dream school, they represent such a small minority of parents that I don't want to waste too much time rehashing that whole scenario. There's been plenty of media coverage. It's easy to find all the salacious details that continue to come out if you want. Obviously, if you're getting to the point where you're paying someone to take your child's SAT or to create a fake resume for them or fill out their entire college application, you're operating on another level. So let's leave these parents out of the conversation. Let's start with a much more common scenario, 
for a subset of parents, the overlords, who will many times subconsciously slowly begin to encroach on nearly every detail of the college admissions process. Let me give you some examples of what might be considered a bit too much involvement in their child's process. A parent who creates their child's target list of colleges without consulting their child. A parent who decides what classes their child should take without consulting the child. A parent who reaches out to their child's teachers on their own to dispute a grade on a test or a paper or a semester grade. A parent who writes their child's English paper for them. A parent who writes to college coaches pitching their child as a potential recruit. A parent who writes their child's college essays for them. A parent who enrolls their child in an expensive summer enrichment camp without even consulting the child first. A parent who refuses to let their child miss a deadline, forget their lunch, or misplace their band instrument. A parent who forces their child to participate in endless community service and volunteer work that the parent researches. And lastly, a parent who constantly badgers their child to get this done and that done to a point where they never talk about anything else. I think you get the general picture here. Unlike the Varsity Blues parents, however, the overlord parent is typically honest, well-intentioned, they mean no harm, and they believe they're doing the right thing for their child. They're not hiding anything. Now, they also may be towing the line in terms of ethics with some of these practices. That's certainly debatable. But they're not blatantly committing criminal acts as they were in the Varsity Blues scandal. So the question is, are these parents going too far? And what could the impact be on their child if they do so? Well, for one, there's a big assumption here that the overlord parent actually knows what they're doing. The overlord parent must be getting their information from someone or somewhere. Maybe they've gone back to school to study college admissions counseling. Maybe they've had a child go through the process already. Maybe they're listening to their friends. Maybe they've hired someone to advise them. Maybe they're just guessing. We don't know. The bottom line is the parent is in charge and the child is along for the ride. If you have not yet had a child go through the process, then becoming an overlord parent might be tough to do because you just don't know what to do yet. And yes, if you have a lot of disposable time, you can begin to research and figure these things out along the way and go to the quarterly school information sessions and poke around online. But in my experience, there are few parents who have the time or the energy to pull this off and even fewer who know enough to start in 8th, ninth, and 10th grade. Here are some of the challenges that children of overlord parents may face. For one, the child does not feel empowered. They don't feel in charge of their own destiny. They don't feel trusted. They don't build self-confidence. They don't become invested in the process. They also don't learn to fail. They don't learn the skills that their parents are doing for them. For example, interacting with adults, advocating for themselves, making tough decisions, planning ahead, managing their own calendar, 
conflict resolution, research, writing and rewriting, and the list goes on. The parents are shielding their child from these challenges and thus not allowing them to build the resiliency that they'll need to survive in college and beyond. And yes, there are shades and nuances here that can be debated ad infinitum. Some of this help is warranted depending on the child, but to what degree? So my takeaway here is, be careful of the overlord strategy. As much as it might feel good to be in charge and to crack the whip, the fallout can be devastating for your child down the road. Let's now go to the other extreme strategy, the hands-off parent. This is the parent who often proudly exclaims, I'm not helping my child at all with college admissions. They can figure it out on their own. If they're not motivated enough to make it happen, then so be it. It'll be a good lesson learned for them. I want them to be independent thinkers who don't rely on me to get stuff done. It's the only way they'll survive the next phase of their life. It's trial by fire. It's sink or swim. I figured it out by myself and everything turned out just fine. So they should be able to do the same. Now, I will admit that when I hear parents with this attitude, which I hear often, I'm secretly drawn to it personally. It's a tempting stance to take as a parent. It seems pragmatic, kind of hardcore, old school, and that resonates with me to some degree. I often wish that I had such conviction in leaving my children's future entirely up to them. It seems like a very romantic notion. However, this approach is also not without its challenges. For one, this hands-off approach conveniently absolves the parent from doing any work and taking any blame. The parent's off the hook. It's all on the child. Sounds pretty nice, right? I'm sure you have plenty of other things on your plate right now and that you would welcome eliminating the to-do that says, Learn everything about college admissions and skillfully teach that information to my child in a way that is both empowering but not overwhelming. Wouldn't it be great to scratch that from your to-do list? It's not always easy trying to decipher the motivations behind the hands-off approach. Is the parent lazy? Do they simply not want to get involved in learning about this topic because it's become so complicated? So they create a convenient story in their mind that justifies it? Is the parent a success despite having no college admissions guidance themselves and they assume that the child will do the same? Is the parent just super hardcore and they believe that their child should sink or swim with no help? Only you as the parent knows where these motivations might come from. The hands-off approach while admittedly seductive, runs into its own challenges. For one, the college admissions process is far different today than it was 30 or 35 years ago, when probably most of us went through it. So using the model that we went through to relate to what today's students are facing, to me, seems misguided. I understand the sentiment, but the context today is far different. Two, the financial stakes are much higher today. The cost of college today is in many cases astronomical for the value it delivers. So to leave this process up to your 15 or 16 year old 
may not be the most financially savvy thing to do. The chances of a child maximizing the value of their college experience if they go, if they're not well prepared for it, goes down dramatically. Is it worth the risk? And three, by leaving the college admissions process up to the child, parents are missing out on a great opportunity to help their child learn the skills that will serve them for decades to come. Skills like how to study for a standardized test, research, writing, interviewing, planning, paying attention to detail, communication skills, self-advocacy. Many parents have a lot of experience and wisdom that they can pass along if they engage. A strict hands-off approach can lead parents to miss opportunities to sit down with their child and discuss where they might want to go to college, what they might want to study, what are their goals, their career aspirations, their hopes and dreams. And no, those conversations don't always come easy with teenagers. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes those conversations are few and far between. And the truth is, a parent may only get one or two of those conversations where these types of topics are discussed. But those are golden opportunities that most parents would not want to miss. Because once that child goes to college many times, that window has closed. So why pass on this great opportunity? And this leads us to the third and final parental strategy in handling college admissions. I call it the empowered parent. The empowered parent is a hybrid of the overlord and hands-off parent. Like the overlord parent, the empowered parent wants to be involved, sometimes deeply involved in the process, because they think they have some value to offer, some perspective, some life experience that may help their child out. After all, they know their child best. They want an open channel of communication with their child. As long as it's a healthy one, they want to be in the mix, but they don't want to call all the shots. They want to be along for the ride. They want to be a cheerleader and an advisor, but not the primary driver of the process. Like the hands-off parent, the empowered parent wants to give their child room to figure it out on their own, but not so much room that they're cut out of the process. The empowered parent is inclined to guide, but not force feed. They want their child to take ownership of the process, so they're invested in its success or failure. They don't necessarily want or have the time to get involved in every little detail. They leave that up to the child. The empowered parent wants to let their child drive down that dark and windy road as long as there are guardrails. The empowered parent wants to provide support, but not a forced march. The empowered parent wants to be in the know, but not the know-it-all. The empowered parent wants their child to have room to screw up, but not blow up. The empowered parent wants their child to be uncomfortable, but not stressed out. The empowered parent wants their child to succeed, but not at all costs. If this is what you're looking for, for your child, you should strive to become an empowered parent. Well, how does one do that? Well, there are two options. Each, like many things, has its own pros and cons. 
Let's start with the most affordable option, Prepwell Academy's online program, which costs $12 to $15 a month, depending on which plan you choose. I developed Prepwell Academy as a resource for budget-minded parents looking to become empowered parents. The program provides weekly video lessons for your child that will keep them on track. The lessons are the guardrails, if you will, to make sure that they don't miss anything big. The other key to Preppel Academy is its early start. As you know by now, we encourage students to enroll in 9th or 10th grade, unlike any other program out there. Most other programs begin to market to parents in 11th or 12th grade, when full-scale panic mode is setting in and parents are getting desperate. And while this is enticing from a commercial standpoint, it's not serving the families as well as it should. Well, we don't play that game at Preppel Academy. In fact, we don't even allow 11th or 12th graders to enroll in Preppel Academy if they weren't already enrolled by 9th or 10th grade. Why is this? Well, teenagers mature at different times. And in order to catch them at just the right time, and sometimes the windows of opportunity are small, we must cast a wide net. In other words, if you try to guess when the right time will be to engage your child in this process, you're bound to guess wrong, and you're bound to guess too late. And that's when the stress and anxiety kicks in. Most students freak out, not because of what they have to do, but because of what they fear they haven't already done compared to their friends. With Preppel Academy, we give them little bits of work to do over the course of years, not weeks, so they can build up momentum and ahead of steam. They build up their confidence because they become familiar with all of the terminology and the language of admissions before everyone else. Preppel also gives students plenty of time to recover from missed or ignored opportunities, which in almost all cases will happen. Prepwellers hear about the most important parts of the college admissions process over and over again during 9th, 10th, and 11th grade. They have to hear things over and over again before they sink in. Then when it's time to act, when it's go time and there's no turning back, they execute. Why? Because they've been exposed to these concepts for years. Parents have been chatting with them about these for years. They've heard it from their guidance counselor. So when it comes time to execute, they are ready. I feel bad for the poor student who has to execute perfectly the very first time they're told to do something. And if they don't, the consequences are dire. That's a lot of pressure. And pressure equals stress. And by the way, that's assuming that non-prepwellers are actually told what to do in a timely manner. Which is a stretch in and of itself for many students and many schools. Prepwell Academy also allows you, as an empowered parent, to fly alongside your child, as if in a drone, as they have their ups and downs, and they do or don't do the things that I recommend. You can see it all play out. For one, I've done all the work for you. It's all laid out from 9th to 12th grade. So there's no need for you to become a subject matter expert. That's all done. All you have to do is observe to see how they're consuming and acting on the tasks that are assigned. I can't guarantee that your child will be on top of every weekly video and do everything perfectly. Nobody can do that. 
but at least you know what they should be doing. And then you can use your ninja parenting skills to insert yourself to help or not. It's up to you. That's why we say that you are empowered. You have a handle on your child's mood and attitude and maturity level, so you can pick and choose your spots. The empowered parent strategy is the one that I personally take with my own children. This is, in fact, one of the reasons that I created Preppel Academy. I wanted to have a blueprint that I could follow over the course of years that would allow me to know what's going on on a regular basis so that I'm not clueless. A curriculum that would allow me to be supportive but not overbearing. To pick and choose the places where I could add value. To pick and choose the places to inject myself into the process or remove myself from the process. To step in when the stakes are high and step out when the stakes are low. To let my children know that I care and that I'm tracking, but also give them ample opportunity to screw some things up and then watch them scramble to recover and fix them. That's how they learn. The less affordable option, we're talking thousands of dollars over a few years versus $15 a month, is to have me or some other college admissions counselor be the liaison between you and your child. And I would do for your child just what I do with my own children. I use Prepwell as a blueprint, and I track what my private mentoring students are doing. And I make sure they get everything done in a timely manner. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't have magical powers. Just because I wrote the curriculum and parents pay me money to keep their child on track does not mean that I can force their child to do the right thing at the right time every time. Now, in my case, I get to select the students that I work with privately, and most, if not all, are very motivated. Most have empowered parents themselves who get it. So it's not that much of a struggle in my business, but there are exceptions where it takes a lot more effort and vigilance to get results from some teenagers. The point here is, if you want to hire somebody to be a go-between, to be an empowered surrogate parent, for whatever reason, you don't have time to do it yourself, you don't want to do it yourself, you'd prefer an outside voice to deliver these lessons, you're not the best person for the job, maybe you have a strained relationship with your child, maybe you're divorced and you don't have enough custody time to do this job justice, whatever the reason, you have options. You can enroll your child in PrepWell's online program for $12 to $15 a month and allow me to teach your child everything they need to know through our weekly video lessons. Or you can hire me to be an empowered surrogate parent, which in an ideal world would relieve you of the headaches that most parents report when trying to handle this on their own. So let me summarize what we've covered today. We started by listing three parenting strategies vis-a-vis -vis your child and the college admissions process. Number one, the overlord parent who runs the whole operation wire to wire with limited child engagement. Number two, the hands-off parent who wants to leave the entire process up to their child and let the chips fall where they may. And three, the empowered parent who wants to know that their child is in good hands, that their child has a plan, and that they as a parent can choose to insert themselves or not as they see fit, depending on how things progress over the course of 
three or four years. I hope this framework has given you some food for thought. How do you want to approach this process? When do you want to begin this process? How will your child respond to these different scenarios? What type of relationship do you want to have with your child when it comes to college admissions? What is your level of expertise in these matters? How much time do you want to commit? How much money, if any, do you want to spend to support your child's efforts? Ironically, Preppel Academy works for all three parenting strategies. For the overlord parent, if that's you, Preppel Academy Online provides you with exactly what you need to know to manage this process for your child from 9th to 10th grade. I do have some parents who don't even give access to their child. They get all the videos and then they take those videos and the content and they teach their own child. I will show you how to become a subject matter expert. The parent watches the weekly video lessons and then they implement the plan with their own child on their own terms. For the hands-off parent, Preppel Academy Online provides the child with the blueprint to follow on their own. The parent can have zero involvement if they so choose, but at least the child has a resource to help them find their way. For the empowered parent, Preppel Academy Online provides the plan for the student to follow every week, but also allows the parent to hover above the fray, to get to know what's going on, and to pick their spots to insert themselves. This can be the best of both worlds. And of course, if you want me to be your child's private one-on-one -on -one mentor throughout the entire process, my private mentoring program may be something to consider. That's all I've got today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. If you know a parent with an 8th grader, ninth or 10th grader in high school that might find this episode helpful, please share the episode with them. You can do that by finding that small box with a tiny arrow pointing up. That's the share button. Click that button and text your friends or email your friends this link to this episode with a little personal note from you recommending that they take a listen. If you have questions, comments, or an idea for an upcoming episode, or of course, if you want to enroll your child in Preppel Academy, check out our website, preppelacademy.com, or reach out to me by email, DM me on Instagram, prepwell underscore academy. Check out my blog, Facebook, or LinkedIn profile. I would love to hear from you. Until next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by PrepWell Academy. PrepWell Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to PrepWellAcademy.com and enroll your child today.